Hello, Bettys. Welcome to the show. Before we get to our guest today, I just wanted to let you know that we have such an epic list of guests coming up in March. We are talking about menopause. We're talking about autoimmunity. We're talking about muscle building. We're talking about recovery practices. And I don't want you to miss any of it. Even if you are listening to the podcast, you may not necessarily be subscribed. So you're going to have to manually go into your podcast app and press play. I would love for you to hit that subscribe button so that you are getting the podcast as they are released. It's going to make me oh so happy to know that you are a subscriber of the pod. You are officially a Betty in the Bettyverse. And of course, you are never going to miss an episode and be the first to know when it drops. Thank you so much. Welcome to Betty Bites, a decidedly delicious, short and sweet mind snack for your brain to chew on. I've gone back into the Betty library and pulled out my favorite Betty sound bites, a recipe you might say. It's bits of wisdom, sprinkles of knowledge, and a dash of dry humor for you to do and be better. I am a huge fan of the Bio Optimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. It has seven forms of magnesium, which is going to help to transform your stress and your performance and your recovery and your sleep to the next level. I'm often asked like, well, what are the types of magnesium we should be looking for? So there's magnesium chelate and citrate and bisglycinate and malate, sucrosomial, taurate and orotate. They have various effects on the body. Bisglycinate, probably the most bioavailable and most absorbable. Malate, it's found naturally in fruits, helps with migraines. Chronic pain has been shown to help improve depression. Magnesium citrate uh, helps with arterial stiffness. It helps with maintaining a healthy weight. Magnesium chelate is important for muscle building, recovery and health. The list goes on and on. You're basically getting them all in one supplement. Each supplement itself is 500 milligrams of magnesium, which I feel is such a great dosage as a great baseline for most women. I have found a beautiful medium of actually cycling my magnesium. So I actually will take one or two of these. So I'm either getting 500 milligrams or up to a gram of magnesium, depending on where I am in my cycle. So head on over to biooptimizers.com forward slash better and use code better for 10% off of any order, but make sure that the magnesium breakthrough is in your cart. Don't be fooled by the frigid temperatures. Keeping hydrated in the wintertime is super important. In colder temperatures, we sweat more due to a higher metabolic demand of trying to maintain a core body temperature. We lose more fluids and electrolytes through our urine. We lose more water through respiration and just general breathing. And our skin dries out in the wintertime as well. We are a ski family. And over this winter, we have been using Elementi's Chocolate Medley. The chocolate chai is absolutely incredible with some boiling water, a splash of milk. And my kids love the chocolate mint with some hot water. This is our apreski. We cozy up with Element Hot After Hours on our cross-country trails. And for a limited time, you too can get the Element Tea Chocolate Medley and enjoy them hot as I have been doing with this exclusive insider bundle for you. When you buy three boxes of any flavor, it doesn't have to be the chocolate, it can be any of the flavors that they offer, you are going to get the fourth box free. If you head over to drinkelement.com forward slash Dr. Estima, you'll see that exclusive offer at the bottom of the page. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And tell me which of the chocolate melody you love the best. 
So muscle is very interesting. A lo- for the longest time, people thought that it was this um, object of locomotion, right? It's the tissue of locomotion. Mm-hmm. But actually, muscle is much more than that. It is, and there is scientific data, that it is an organ. And by mass, it is the largest endocrine organ in the body. What do I mean by that? Well, when you contract muscles, they secrete a substance called myokines. And myokines are um, proteins. They're anti-inflammatory. There's multiple ones. They go to different parts of the body and they do different things. It's still a very new science, but it it is an endocrine organ. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one. So muscle as it relates to an organ that secretes things. Now, the other side of muscle is that it is, it's, it's our metabolic currency. It is responsible for 80% of uh, glucose disposal. So glucose disposal, the carbohydrates that we eat. It is one of the largest sites for lipid oxidation. A lot of people talk about, well, you know, I have high cholesterol, I should take a statin. Uh, another way of thinking about that is the more muscle you have, the more uh, fat you're oxidizing. Mm-hmm. It is largely responsible for our resting metabolic rate, and that's the amount of energy that we're burning at rest. Also, muscle is our biggest protector for chronic disease, from chronic disease. So obesity, hypertension, Alzheimer's, cardiovascular disease, these are all diseases of metabolic dysregulation. Right. And muscle is really that kind of golden egg to protect you as you age. So that's kind of like the big picture. And on that note, one of the other uh, concepts of muscle-centric medicine, which is this, this term that I, uh, I coined this term from my years of training, is that we focus on being over fat. Everybody's focused on obesity, over fatness, mm-hmm. body fat percent. But the issue is actually being under-muscled. Right. And it's such a new concept that we don't even know. So for you, I don't know what percent muscle mass you should be. And for me, we don't know that, that answer either mm-hmm. because we've spent decades focusing on the problem, on, on a problem as opposed to a solution. Right. And I, I love what you're saying in terms of the muscles being an as a whole, the largest organ in the body being an endocrine organ. And just to extend on what you were saying around my, myokines, these are, you know, Anti-inflammatory, as you said, they're, you know, when you contract your muscle, that's when they're released. Interestingly, that's where, you know, we see receptors, myokine receptors in the brain, bone, liver, and pancreas. So this is backing up everything that you're saying in terms of this is an endocrine and metabolic organ. There's no reason why there would be uh, myokine receptors on the liver, liver on the, or the pancreas, if there wasn't a metabolic involved, if there, if the muscles weren't intimately connected with this metab, like this metabolic uh, component of our health. So, I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, and overall aging. Well, I personally decided on an infrared sauna from Sunlighten because of the range of far wavelengths and near infrared wavelengths that it offers. Saunas help with detoxification and rejuvenation to rid your body of toxins. It helps with heart health by improving circulation, reducing blood pressure, and helping keep the arteries supple. It helps with muscle recovery by easing the tension and soreness to recover faster. And of course, stress reduction with the warmth and the relaxation of sitting in a sauna. It's crucial for hormonal balance and achieving 
achieving a state of well-being necessary for a strong physique and a strong mind. If you visit sunlighten.com slash better and use code better to get a discount. That is sunlighten, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N.com slash B-E-T-T-E-R and use code better at checkout. The other thing, um, I, I like what I, I like this idea of the excess adiposity or the excess fat not being the problem. It's this under muscle, in it's being yeah. under muscled. Um, one of my mentors, um, his name is uh, Dr. Michael Hall. He's a functional, uh, functional neurologist. And I remember once he was in Toronto and I was attending one of his lectures, he was saying, you know, this, I, we always have, we have these, you know, devices, these Fitbits and whatever that tell us that we need to be walking 10,000 steps a day. And he said, you know, when we look at our ancestors, they were, they were taking 20 to 25 K like 20 to 25,000 steps of this like low level activity through the day. Yes. And most of us don't even hit the 10 K, you know, the Fitbit recommendation or maybe not just Fitbit, but you know, that's the yeah. um, most common, I think, you know, sensor that uh, people use. People don't even get that. So there's also this idea of the sedentary lifestyle Yes. We're as very well. domesticated as a yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. We're a domesticated culture. Yeah. And with that, it actually, we have to evolve what we're eating to make up for that. Right. And if you don't, I mean, your, your work is, you know, your post, I think your post-grad work was in sarcopenic obesity. It, my post-grad work was, yes, it was in obesity medicine and geriatrics. And geriatrics. And sciences. So all of that um, combined. And part of that is obesogenic sarcopenia. So let's talk about, let's define obesogenic sarcopenia for the listener. What yeah. happens? And then let's talk about some of the ways that we can prevent it and, and, and clinically what you, what you see and some of the prophylactic things that we can take with it. Absolutely. So let's start with defining what sarcopenia is. Everybody's heard, probably heard about sarcopenia as it relates to um, a disease of aging. So you see a frail elderly person and you think, wow, this person has sarcopenia, they've lost all their muscle. But actually, sarcopenia is not a disease of aging. It, and obesogenic sarcopenia is just the concept that it's a now over fat, fat infiltrates into the muscle. Um, you've now become over fat and under muscled. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the equivalent to a marbled steak. Right. And, um, good so for dinner, not so good for humans. <laughs> totally. Right? Keep, yeah. your, keep your fat out of uh, your muscle and just keep it into the steak that you're eating. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sarcopenia is a disease that can happen in midlife. And really, it's the destruction of muscle tissue and it's muscle size and muscle strength. Um, and really, it comes from underuse. I mean, there's a few things that, it, that can happen with it. It's underuse, so being sedentary. It's having low-grade inflammation, uh, poor, low-protein diet. Mm-hmm. Medications can do it. So there, there are a few things that contribute to sarcopenia, insulin resistance. You know, it's interesting. It's, it's a disease. So the loss of muscle is actually a disease. It has its own ICD-9 or ICD-10 code now. Yeah. It's interesting. All right, Bettys. If you found that that little snippet wet your appetite and you are looking for more, you can go to our show notes for this episode. And in the show notes, we will have a link for you to click on and it will bring you to the full, robust, juicy conversation. <laughs>